This is Expat State of Mind with Tip and Tom. Hey, this is Tip. You're listening to the first ever episode of Expat State of Mind, a podcast that Tom and I thought would answer all of the many questions we get from friends, family, and even strangers about life abroad. Yes, hello. Um, I guess, how are, you, how are you feeling about this? We've been talking about it for a while and we're finally we have, recording the first episode. We have been talking about it for a while and um, I'm a bit excited that finally we're actually getting to uh, record ourselves, record these questions and answers and um, talk about why we're doing it in the first place. Yes, yes. I think best best way to start is sort of explain our backgrounds and why we thought this might be of interest to people if, uh, if anyone is listening. Um, so I, I obviously come from the UK. I came to Australia about eight years ago, um, and yeah, I, yeah, I always get asked what it's like to move out here, and for other people in Australia, ask me what it's like to move away from home. And um, yeah, I think you get the same thing. Yeah, I do. And um, if you can't tell, I am from the US. Apparently, my accent is changing though. Um, and uh, I've been here. I've moved to Australia multiple times um, and I've lived in a few different countries and um, every time I move to a new place people ask questions about how I'm getting to do that and why I'm doing it and wanting to know how they can do that too Um, so I guess we'll obviously uh, speak more about why we made the decision to come out here but um, like Australia is um, one of three countries that I've lived in and uh, it's a country that I've uh, lived in in different stages of my life. Yeah, um, so I came here and stayed. You've been back, left. Yeah, it's funny when people ask me, like, you know, um, how long have you been in Australia? I always have to tell them, like, the cumulative number or the cumulative, yeah, the cumulative number of years instead of, like, oh, yeah, I've been here for this amount of time. Like, you know, I lived here, then I left, then I came back, and then I left again. I'm like this is my third and final time moving to Australia. So yeah, so yeah. you came out when you were real young, didn't you? <clears throat> yeah, I came actually when I was 20 years old. Had only been 20 for maybe like a few months, and um, then I left uh, the following year. Came back uh, in 2014 when I was 26, maybe. I don't know. I'm 32 now. Do some math. <laughs> um, and then I ended up moving to New Zealand a year later. I was supposed to stay in New Zealand for three years. Uh, no offense to New Zealand, I love it, but it was also boring. And uh, <laughs> I couldn't do three years there. And I um, was in a long distance relationship that brought me back to Australia. Yeah, well, I came out to Australia originally in a relationship also with a, an Aussie whose visa was running out and it seemed like a good excuse for me to escape. Um, but yeah, I guess to, we wanted to I guess talk about in the first episode what it was like making that decision to come out here for the first time or what we did, what it was like before we left. Um, I think neither of us did a load of preparation, so we can't really give too much advice on the the, the things that we did right. But I guess there's things that we I mean, people can learn from our mistakes. On. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we didn't do a lot of prep. Maybe they can do more prep than we did. Yeah, so in what we what was your situation when you arrived here? So when you were twenty, you were coming over as a student, weren't you? Yeah, I was coming over as, as a student, and there were some things that were, I guess, prepared for me. 
I paid like a lump sum and that covered my flight, my tuition and my housing. And the only thing I had to pay for was my visa, which was a struggle to pay for. Um, even though I can't remember how much it was, but I feel like it was less than $200. Um, so I guess that's probably a mistake that people can learn from is when you are moving to a new place, probably have some money saved up. I think in my situation at 20 years old, uh, with my family experience, I don't think that I really had the option to save up a lot of money. Um, maybe I did. I don't know. Someone could probably say differently. Um, but, uh, I would advise people who were moving overseas to a new place to have money saved. Yeah, and especially moving to a place like Australia where everything's just it's expensive. So, so expensive to live in Sydney in particular, even coming from London or having lived in London, Sydney seemed outrageously expensive. Okay. Um, and yeah, I thought I had a decent amount of savings, which at the time at that age I thought was a decent amount of savings. <laughs> and I realised you could churn through that in about a fortnight here, so... Um, you were still doing better than me. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, so I think that was probably one of the, f the first mistakes was maybe underestimating the cost of you know setting yourself up because you don't have mates where you can just pop round and have dinner when you don't have enough cash at home. You know, when I was living as a student, if you never had enough money, there's always someone cooking a meal big enough that you could jump in on. I've it, never had that. <laughs> I was going to say people do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, people do that. You have to, you Wait till someone starts cooking. Back in kind. Usually just big bats of uh, pasta with <laughs> beans on toast. All these people do in hostels. Yeah. So, just yeah, make pasta. Well, the, the, my university experience was very much the hostel experience, I think, <laughs> the majority of it. Um, but, yeah, so I think you, when you're coming out to a place where you don't literally don't know anyone, I mean, I knew a, a couple of people through friends of friends, but I didn't know anyone close enough to you know, rely on. So you really are... I think pennies and pound and dollars become so much more valuable because you think when I get to zero, there's it's dead zero. There's yeah. no oh, and I just borrow fifty bucks off a mate for a week. There's, mm. no, there's dead zero when you get to zero. So I think that was something that you learn pretty quickly, um, and that's definitely worth thinking about and looking into what rent's going to be and maybe having a place to stay before you arrive is a good idea. Don't be like me. And uh, the second time I moved to Australia, didn't have a place to stay. I did book a hostel, but I had no um, idea where I was going after that. And I think I only booked it for a week. But I did have a friend who was like, you can stay with me and my family. Um, but to call him a friend is, you know, being polite. But we barely knew each other. I met him in New Orleans. We got along. Um, we added each other on Facebook. And I told him I was moving to Australia, which is where he lived. And so when he told me I could stay with him and his family, I kind of was like, oh, you're just saying that to be nice. But like, if I show up in Australia and, and send you a message, are you going to come pick me up from the airport kind of thing? That was what I was wondering. And we didn't keep in, in touch um, that often between February when we met and April when I actually came out here. Um, it was like I sent a message maybe a week later, he responds. I respond to that message. Two weeks later, he responds to that one with something short, like, yeah, cool. Mm. And I was like, oh, that's kind of not what I want you to say. I want you to be like, yeah, when you get here, you know, I'll pick you up from the airport. I'll take you to my house, whatever. And I remember when he actually did end up, like, actually picking me up and organizing the me to get to his house, um, 
he invited me to like someone's party like a friend's party and i'm there it's like 11 p.m and he's like yeah so you're gonna come stay at my house right and he was like you just have to take the train to this place and i'll pick you up from the train station and it wasn't that was still yeah, like yeah. loose plans it's you know still, yeah, we had yeah. some drinks <laughs> yeah. and i had people picking me up too fast so the girl that i moved out here with um her parents met me so i did have someone that i knew um, yeah so i wasn't quite as out on my own before I, I came out here but were you was there anything that you were scared about before you came out here is that actually i think we should back up because i think be, you saying that you moved out here with a girlfriend maybe you give a bit more background as to why you even moved here in the first place and yeah, yeah. so um I, I lived with this girl uh, in the uk um her visa in england was running out um and i in the back of my mind had always wanted to move out of the uk and, and i always had australia as one of those potential destinations mainly because i wanted to move somewhere where i didn't have to learn a new language because i am t terrible with new languages um, <laughs> so australia was always high on the list and having always grown up in a place like the uk just wanted to move somewhere it was warm and uh somewhere you know, where beaches or um so australia seemed like a good option and obviously being in that relationship made it an easy choice um so just yeah just decided to do it really so i came out here originally on a de facto visa which is a long process and and not cheap oh i um, know and uh obviously this podcast work, now jumped on to other visas um you know working holidays uh sponsored visas <laughs> so spent a bit of time with no visa at all which is a story for another day <laughs> um and um yeah eventually got residency but uh it's um yeah that was obviously a long process um and that's that's definitely something to bear in mind is the visa situation before you come out here because they don't like they don't like people coming to australia yeah let's put it that way they, oh, actually, they, made, they put a few jumps and hoops on the course um for anyone that wants to enter to make sure that you you really want it yeah but i mean as any country don't move to any country without having the appropriate mm. visa because you will get your feelings hurt <laughs> if you show up to thailand and you need a visa and you don't have one. Um, for me, my reason to move to Australia was a bit different. Uh, when the Olympics was on in the year 2000, I was 12. And I don't know, there was like this document, like I love the Olympics. Anyone who knows me know that I'll watch any sport in the Olympics. And so I was all over it when the 2000 Olympics was on. And uh, they did like this little documentary or program about Australia in Sydney and I watched that and I was just like I want to go there if I was going to go overseas that's where I'm going fast forward to I was 19 years old I was stumbling upon something happening on campus I didn't really know about what it was but I just walked in and I think there are a bunch of flags around a bunch of people at tables with brochures and stuff and um I don't know, I just started talking to them. Like, if you could go anywhere in the world to study, where would you go? And I was like, well, I only know that I want to go to one place. That's Australia. So if you just tell me stuff about Australia, then that's all I really need to know. And uh, that's how I ended up deciding that I wanted to come here. And uh, the rest, it was funny. I only had, like, I made that decision probably at the beginning of that year, 2008. And I had like less than six months to like finalize everything. And I think the like administrators were saying most people like they start like a year in mm -hmm. advance and you're trying to do this very rushed.
especially someone who doesn't have a lot of money and whereas you know i would have to get like financial aid to do this kind of thing um so i guess my story for coming here is a bit a little bit different in the second time I moved here it was purely because i was tired of being in a place that had very cold weather and where i felt like i had to watch my back all the time um and if you are wondering where that place is it's chicago i love that city but man it, i just i couldn't live there any much longer um then the third time that i moved here um was to end the the distance in a long distance relationship and uh live in the same country i was living in new zealand and like i said it's just it was a bit boring and uh we agreed that i would move back to australia instead of him moving to new zealand so that's the the long version of why i moved to australia so many times and did you find moving here on any of those occasions more daunting or easier or, or? yeah well the second and third time because i had that first time to go off of were a lot easier the first time was just um, I didn't really know what to expect, despite doing what I thought was a good amount of research. Um, I don't know. Back in 2008, Australia was a different place than it is now. Uh, so I think I had a bit more. I had more concerns than I did the second time around. Mm. So once I came out here uh, for the second time, I knew what to expect. Yeah. You know, I remembered this is here. This is that. You can do this here. Um but the third time around, I felt like I was coming home. Yeah. Instead of moving to a new place. And, and do you feel now, having lived here for so long, that you would call this home ahead of home? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I do. I do call straight home. When I'm in the States, you know, eating everything and hanging out with friends and family, like if I'm talking about Australia, I might say home or after a certain amount of time in the States, I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to go home. <laughs> and I'm talking about here. Yeah, uh, it's, it's funny do you feel like that? Yeah, I think I do. But then I still would prefer to fly. Actually, you do. You do say that. But I don't know if I say that when I when I go back yeah, to the States. Yeah, I think you do say back to the States. But I definitely say going home just because. That's what I feel like I'm doing. But then I would call this home now, definitely. And I couldn't yeah. really imagine not living here. Um, but you know what? I think when I got back to the States after being in Australia for the first time, I actually did feel like I, like that was like my home away from home. And I think that's because when I was here as a student, I tried to really live like an Australian. I didn't want to be an American living in Australia. I wanted to just live like Australians. And I think that's why I didn't so, like, really get homesick. No shoes anymore. Yeah, well, no, because <laughs> I, I wear shoes when I leave the house. I don't go to the grocery store with no shoes on. Uh, no, that's, that's not like I didn't adopt that Australian way of life. Um, but I don't know. I just I didn't want to just be an American, like living somewhere for a certain amount of time. Um, and I think that is what allowed me to feel like Australia was my home. Mm. Yeah, I think it's easy, and I certainly did, was to fall in with people from from the for me from people from the UK. I worked with them, and we had you know similar interests. And there's so many banter. people from the UK here, so <laughs> and there's a few of us out here. Um, but yeah, I think the more you say, the more you involve yourself and immerse yourself, the more you feel at home here, and then it 
becomes a different place. Yeah. Um, were you scared when you first came out? Is that you, did you have time to be scared, or is it? Um, I had some weird fears. So when I actually, so I, I moved to Fiji first, and uh, I think people had an idea of what I was going to experience in Fiji. They let yeah. me know what they thought. They're like, "Oh, you're gonna be in paradise," and I was excited and I was ready for paradise. And then I got to Fiji. And like we saw paradise, we went there for like a day or two, <laughs> and uh, then they took us to Suva. And I apologize if Suva is no longer like this, but this was in two thousand and eight. Things could have changed, but Suva was a bit. It was a bit of a struggle. It wasn't like it wasn't paradise, and um, so I think when it came time for me to move to Australia, I was a bit more nervous and I didn't know. I thought my expectations were going to be too high and that I was expecting Australia to be the way that I was expecting Fiji to be and I was going to be disappointed. Yeah, that's uh, understandable. Um, And was it, in terms of the struggle, was it just not, just because it wasn't what you expected? Was it different, like culturally? Yeah. there were so many different things and without getting I think I could have a whole episode on living in Fiji but we were living with host families and it was me and a girl from California hey Mallory if you ever listen to this um we lived with the host family and just things were different I remember the first night that we got to the house Mallory goes and uses the bathroom and I think she's gonna like brush her teeth or something and I'm just like I'm packing things I think and she like comes back in the room she's like have you been to the bathroom yet and i was like no not yet and she's like oh okay and i was like why would she ask me that and, like, and then have no follow-up and uh I go, I go to the bathroom i think i just had to use the toilet and i'm like okay what is this first of all you have to like go out of the house and they were working on the house and adding an addition. So the toilet, like the bathroom, it was in between the old house and what was going to be the new house, like the new part yeah. of the house. And so that in itself meant like everything was in the bathroom. Like <laughs> everything that lives outside was also yeah, in this yeah. bathroom. And um, it was kind of like the shower wet the whole bathroom. Yeah. There was no like separation or whatever. And... It, it was visible signs of like dampness and you know like stuff stays damp too much you like mold and mildew and like that and so that that was what was happening in this bathroom and, <laughs> and it was just it was a struggle we didn't even take oh, showers like my shit in the house again what well <laughs> i hope it wasn't as bad like tom we didn't take showers mallory and i i hate to put you out like this mallory um but we didn't take showers for like i think four days or five days or something like that and then we were like we'll just start we would go to school. We were studying at the University of South Pacific and uh, like kind of do like a little wash up in the bathroom at school. And we didn't tell anyone at first. I think maybe we were embarrassed. I don't know. But I, no, actually, I think we thought everyone had this experience. So it was like, we all got to do this. You know, you just suck it up and do it. It wasn't until we started talking to other people and like some of our other classmates were staying with like the cousins of yeah. our family and they were they had a totally different experience they're talking about the water pressure of the <laughs> shower and stuff so had you um <laughs> had you ever done any kind of exchange or like thing like that with a host family or anything before no no because in europe i don't maybe this is not as commonplace but in europe we do things like 
we had a school we had a thing called a French exchange where uh, you'd go and live with a French family for two weeks uh, or a week and then they'd come and live with you for the same amount of time in the UK at a different time of year so you'd have both have these different experiences of living with a French family uh, now I wasn't doing well enough at French as I previously mentioned was terrible at languages so I didn't get to do the initial French exchange but then they did like a sort of one for the kids that didn't go uh, like a, and they called it like a sports <laughs> tour um, so we got to go and do it um, and then just the, the different experiences that even we had in the different families you know me and one of my mates had a re- really really nice house that we stayed at it's much nicer than our houses we couldn't believe it uh, and then we got there the next day and we were raving about it and there was guys there staying in the house where they were like both sleeping on couches um, their host family was like taking food from our lunch buffets to home for them to have for dinner um, oh wow so in uh so yeah i just wondered if you'd maybe had those experiences new sort of no was that, it, that knew, was knew, my what, experience knew the lottery you were sort of getting yourself into <laughs> no that and i think i refused to eat meat when i was in fiji i only ate like fruit and vegetables and bread um because I, I don't know why i think i didn't like the way it tastes or the way it was cooked so uh i was like <laughs> a vegetarian i didn't even think about this until just now but i was like not eating meat and um I was out eating junk food as well. It was, I don't know, it was just a bit of a struggle. Hmm. And uh, it's not like we were there for some time, so it was a bit of an adjustment. So Yeah. Um, yeah. And what what was the reaction of people that you told when you were, you said you wanted to go, I guess study abroad is maybe different to moving abroad. Was there different reactions at different times? Uh, I think when you're studying abroad depending on how long you plan on studying for people know that you're coming back there's always the expectation that you're coming back when i moved to australia the second time it was indefinite and i knew like i had the working holiday visa but i didn't think that after that visa was up that a part of me didn't think i would leave australia another part didn't think i would like if i had to leave australia i'd go somewhere else so it was I think the second time around, maybe my family were like, you know, is this goodbye and not see you later or or what? Mm-hmm. And it was evident after I said I was moving to New Zealand, my family were like, my grandmother specifically said, why don't you come home first and then mm-hmm. you can go to New Zealand? And I was like, you don't understand. Like, mm-hmm. I can almost see New Zealand from here. It's <laughs> like it's a two and a half, three hour plane ride. I'm not going all the way back to the U.S., <laughs> To then come all the way yeah. back to go to New Zealand. I can't do it. Yeah. So. I mean, that, that's, I guess, one thing that everyone will have to contend with differently because everyone, from what my conversations that I've had with people, everyone's experience is always different with their friends and family. And I've mentioned to you before that you know, I found it easy to move out here because my family were all for it, um, either being supportive or just wanted, wanted to get me as far away as possible. But they made it easy for me to, to do that. Um, but I know certain people have face pressure from their family either to not be you know we'll see you in a year it's only a year isn't it or it's only this amount of time um you know some people maybe have to face that when they're coming away so you're having to tell people this is the right decision that you're making and just to sort of trust in you that that's what you're doing um so yeah people have different experiences from that side of things and did you did people think you weren't going to make it did you get any of that kind of doubt or were people like oh you'll be back or you know what i think my family knew that i was going to to make it mm. i think they know like i've been independent for quite some time um like i moved out of home when i was 17 and um i struggled 
a lot, but I still, uh, I was still making it. And, um, so I don't think they had any doubt, uh, that I wasn't going to make it. And to be honest, when I moved to Australia the second time, I didn't have a lot of money saved up, even though it clearly says when you get the working holiday visa that you have to have a certain amount. But in my Google research, a lot of people didn't do that. So, um, they didn't save the, I think, 5000 Australian dollars that you need to save. I didn't do that. Um, but you should. If you uh, plan on moving to uh, another country or even Australia, maybe have a lot of money saved up. Yeah. Um, um, as we said earlier, you kind of need it. It's not just a requirement. It's not a cheap place to live yeah. or a cheap place to do anything. Yeah. But I just feel like I can just get by. And uh, when I um, came here as a student, we got a monthly stipend as well. So I think that maybe made my family a monthly, live, a monthly stipend. So technically we paid for this so it came out of the the lump sum that we pay we yeah. got every month a certain amount it was uh, not a lot and i ended up getting a job when i was studying as well because they said i could work 20 hours a week yeah um i was like yeah these other people have their parents sending them money all the time <laughs> i gotta get a job <laughs> um but yeah no i think people just people have faith that i would um uh, be able to look after myself yeah um and on the flip side, I knew if I couldn't that I was going to have to figure it out myself because my family would be so far away. And was there was there any um, you know real bits of advice or anything that you can remember that stuck with you or really helped? Or well, I guess on the uh, other side, is there anything you wish you bits of advice you wish you had? Uh, no, I don't think I needed advice. I mean, is that does that oh. sound? That made me sound like cocky or something. Or, well, maybe a little well, bit. Well, <laughs> I think what I got was encouragement, and yeah. I think that's what I needed. I don't think, like, my advice came from the internet, from random people in forums. I was just reading, like, stuff that they said would happen and things that they went through or questions that they had and the responses that people gave them. Mm. That was, like, the advice. And, uh, my family and friends didn't really give me advice. They were just like, maybe they said like, be safe, look after yourself, those kind of things. Yeah. But no one was like, okay, when you get here, you got to do this and you do <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. And um, no one said that. Uh, and then uh, say, say you could go back and meet your younger self just before you moved now then, the first time you left. Is there anything that you would tell yourself to do before you went? Anything you tell yourself not to do when you arrived? Uh, to be honest, I don't think so. I don't think there was anything that I could have told my 20-year-old self. Maybe loosen up a bit and be more open to uh, meeting people. It took me a while to be open to meeting people outside of like the group of people that I already kind of became friends with when we were studying in Fiji because we all came from Fiji yeah. to here. So it was kind of like, Easy. I know some people. Yeah. yeah. Um but I guess, would you give yourself some advice? That's a bit of a, I feel like that would be a loaded question for you because you came out in a relationship that didn't, that didn't last. So <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. what advice would uh, you give no, yourself? Don't put that bond down on that house. Um, <laughs> I think um, there's lots of things I'd probably say to other people, but to myself, I think probably the same thing, really. Like it, after that, didn't work out um yeah my initial experiences were sort of shaped by that my first few months were shaped by that um and it took me a while to really 
get my head down and 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 sort of open up to the fact that I was on the other side of the world in a place I'd always wanted to live. So I think my advice would be just make the most of it because so we'll probably get onto the the various visa stories later on. But it's not always guaranteed that you're going to stay in Australia. Um, so sort of make the most as of it as much as you want to. And I think um, yeah, that's probably something I'd say is that um, yeah, make the most of it, get involved, do stuff, experience it. Because uh, I started working as soon as I got here. Um, again, going back to not being prepared, I just didn't have the money to do anything else. I didn't really have time to sort of experience, you know, traveling through Australia as a tourist. So it's only really been recently that I've been able to go and see these places um, mm. outside of New South Wales. Because in for anyone who hasn't got a map, Australia is the size of Europe. It's massive. Yeah, um, it's the same size as the US. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it just happens to have a, the population of a small European nation. Um, mm. But it's, um, yeah, so I, I think that's something I'd say as well, is, is make sure that you see the most of it, see everything that wherever you're going has, because um, if you just go to the obvious places, you're it, you're not really getting the most out of it. Yeah. Definitely. Um, that would be one thing I'd say. And any other thing would be, yeah, just uh, watch out. You got a, uh, a minor road bump coming up. <laughs> it's not going to be <laughs> smooth. Plan sailing. B might be needed to be put into action. Uh, but yeah, yeah. No, I think um, when I came out here, I just thought it was going to be easy. Um, and it, to a certain extent, you know, because the culture is not a million miles away, there's things that are, you know, it's easy to get involved in stuff. But there's lots of little things with moving to a new country that's just. Like I say, you don't just have people you know. You don't bump into people anymore. You can't just ring someone up for a pint and you don't know anyone yet. Or even people you do know, you don't really know well enough to be like, are you around? um, So I think there's, just be aware that sometimes that takes a while as well, just to to set yourself up um, with new circles and new Or like to have lasting friends. You can make some quick friends. Because meet up and couch surfing. Hostels and whatnot. Um, but then you, you you often meet people I think and everyone seems to that I know anyway and everyone I speak to it, you always have, gravitate to one or two people who have had similar experiences you know so everyone has friends from their the country they came from or who have also been expats because you've been through similar struggles often visa struggles um, here, <laughs> or but everyone you, know, you have that but then it's also important to branch out because people that have lived here their whole life will be able to show you parts of Australia or parts of the country you're living in that uh, yeah, you wouldn't have seen otherwise. Maybe. Maybe. Because most Aussies always tell me that I've been to more places than they have. <laughs> That's so. true. I mean, uh, people aren't always the best tourists in their own countries. Yeah. I, uh, I lived in Wimbledon for 12 years and never once went to the tennis. So I <laughs> can't, uh, can't make any any um, complaints there about my travel around the UK. But then I went around Europe a fair bit. Um, I think maybe we should take a break and then uh, we'll uh, pick back up in a second alright yeah oh sorry okay sorry (laughs) sorry thank you for listening to Expat State of Mind if you're enjoying what you hear like comment subscribe and share this podcast And remember, if there's anything you want to hear on the podcast, hit us up at at expatstateofmind on Instagram or expatstateofmind at gmail.com. 
and we're back from the break that was a really good break wasn't it it was a great break because it was a bit hot in here you got to put the fan on and uh which we should probably turn off off (laughs) let's uh turn the sweating back on (laughs) it's uh yeah it's been a warm one this summer um probably something that i knew i wasn't prepared for coming from a not so warm place (laughs) yeah well actually maybe you should uh, jump right in and start talking about if you actually prepared for things other than the weather um in terms of the prep what did i do very little um i applied for a few jobs um you applied from the uk from the uk yeah so i had interviews lined up for when i got here for Um, like what you do now yeah for so yes i've been working in recruitment for far too long um and uh, it's one of the easier routes for a visa here in Australia, or was, um, until they closed it a few years ago. So um, I knew that was the easiest way for me to, to stay here long How did term. you know that before you got here? Um, well, actually, it wasn't the visa reasons, actually, saying that. It was um, just because I knew it was an easy job to get. Oh, yeah. Um, and then it transpired that I needed it for visa reasons as well, very soon after I got the job. Right. Um, so that was that was more a stroke of luck than, than planning. Uh, but in terms of prep, it was um, very little. Yeah, I um, like I say, I think I just kind of expected things to be done for me a bit because I knew, you know, my girlfriend was out here with her family, and um, yeah, I thought I'd just be able to kind of slot into a pre-made life. Um, I can see that, which obviously did not happen. Uh, so, um, so yeah, I, I definitely could have done more prep, um, and I probably, in hindsight, would have liked to have brought more money with me. Um, and uh, yeah, so I maybe had a bit of an idea of what I was going to do other than work when I got here. Yeah. Very little prep, I think. Really that same amount as you and, and even less research. I think my research consisted of having watched a few Aussie TV shows. I hadn't watched any Aussie TV shows. Yeah, I mean, I'm basing it mainly on Neighbours and Home and Away to me. Yeah. Uh, obviously watched a few more since I've been here. Um, <laughs> some, some good, some bad. Uh, Mostly bad. No, just kidding. Um, there's some good ones though as well and I, that's something that's always worth thinking about before we move to a place because it surprised me um, just how bad some of the, uh, the not necessarily the TV but the adverts here mm. shocked me <laughs> the, uh, yeah. it was like the, the local adverts back home were like the national ones here I'd say um, and I found that amusing and I kind of missed the the thought that went into some of the the ads back home like, if I'm going <laughs> to be sorry I want someone to put a bit of effort into it um, what about you? What, what was your prep? Um, so, I mean, I did mention before the break that I went online. And this is something that I do. I'm a researcher. I like to read reviews. I'm like, I don't make purchases without like researching it first. So I kind of had that thought process back in the day. I was like, okay, let what can I find out about Australia? Like, if I, I can imagine maybe typing into Google, um, you know, what is life like in Australia? Or what is life like in Sydney? And some forums came up. Actually, some American in Sydney or American in Australia forums came up. Uh, Yanks Down Under being um, a main one that came up. And I would just read what other people would say. So maybe people were talking about the best banks, the best insurance companies to get your health insurance from. Or the and, worst ones to avoid. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely some of that. Certainly event that online. Yeah, so I think... Um, that was my prep. However, whether or not I used a lot of that when I got here, probably not as much. Um, so I think 
you can like over prepare um, because like we were saying before stuff can just completely change once you get here and what you thought you were going to do when you got here uh, you can just completely go the opposite mm-hmm. direction um, I didn't for the in the first instance when I moved out here I didn't have to find somewhere to live I knew where I was going to be living I knew I was going to be studying um, when I was in coming to Australia the second time I didn't know those things Um, excuse me I knew that I was going to be staying in a hostel for like Mm -hmm. a week but I didn't know where I was going after that and did you research or look up where you were gonna where you wanted to live or like what areas to live yeah did you you know what so first time obviously didn't do that but second time around I tried to remember (laughs) I tried to be like okay I think I was in this area doing this so I I, I think this area is cool because it's close to the CBD. For some reason, I yeah. wanted to be close to the CBD. And um, I knew nothing about the NOS. I never went to the NOS when I was studying in Australia for the first time. <laughs> it was like the CBD was the edge, and that was it. And then I would go south or go east, like to the beaches and stuff. But um, yeah. I didn't I didn't have a lot of areas in mind. I did know that I did not want to live on the North Shore again like in Marsfield or North Ride, because that was just too far, yeah. and public transport was a bit harder. Um, so I think I did have, I think initially I was like, I want to be in the CBD. Mm. Knowing what I know now, like I would advise, every time people even come into like some of the groups on Facebook or just ask me like where in Australia, like where in Sydney to live, and, like, and they're like, oh, I was thinking about the CBD, or, like somewhere close to the CBD. And I'm like, uh... I mean, I guess Surrey Hills is all right, but I would recommend the inner west or if you want to be near beaches, these beaches. But yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. really. Yeah, I mean, that something that I think Australian cities seem to be set up differently where the, the CBD or the center of the city is, um, is, is literally a business district mainly. Um, and it's, yeah. Uh, whereas you know, in, in Europe and the UK, that is very intertwined with the city center is very intertwined with shops and offices and restaurants and bars so it's busy day and night and you that's just where everything well sydney on. cbd used to be like that so that was before your time but when i was here that is what it was like mm. like before the lockout and shit like i think um like i was surprised when i came back here to see the cbd the way it was because i used to be all over the cbd that's why i wanted to live for i think that's why i wanted to live in the cbd because i just remember being like yeah you know everything was happening like i was going to king's cross all the time <laughs> why not live near king's cross and um even though it kind of has like the history of having like being like a shady area it was like, but it's so much fun like shady everything is happening the best areas yeah and so before you wouldn't have gotten to experience what it was like being in sydney cbd yeah, when it I was like really at the tail end of just before yeah. the lockout laws Newtown hadn't so. been was not what it was now like the inner west mm. that side of the inner west didn't blow up into what it is now like uh, Erskineville Merrickville yeah, so Newtown was kind of the first of those suburbs wasn't it to take off and then- yeah, yeah Newtown and Merrickville mm. and but the other side of the inner west was already booming Annandale was like the live music spot Annandale Hotel right on Parramatta Road was like Kings of Leon performed there like big bands were performing at that hotel and now i don't even yeah. know if people i think they might get noise yeah, complaints that, that's, now that's i don't a know conversation for a whole nother yeah i know i could go on about that 
Um, and is there anything that you wish you'd prepared more for? More for anything that you should have done that would have made life easier? Yeah, the first time around, I don't think because I was relying heavily on uh, this company who like brought me out here. Uh, the second time around, I definitely would have come with more money. Like it is embarrassing how much money I came out here with. Plus my, okay, so I was using Google Wallet. So this is before Google Pay. I think they finally got it right when they created Google Pay. But back in the day, 2014 this is, I had Google Wallet and it linked all of your cards into this one account or whatever. Yeah. And you just use your Google Wallet card or whatever. But I didn't know that you couldn't use that in Australia. So I came out here with that and uh, all of my money being into the, that account and it would not work out here and i ended up having to like send it to someone else's google wallet in the states <laughs> and they not a lot of people were using it and i had to trust that this person was going to receive this money from me and then never speak to me again i had to trust that she was then going to go to western union and send it to me here in australia so that i could live my life and um so I would have definitely did done research on that and made sure that I could use, you know, that Google Wallet card or what bank card I could use here, mm. um, because maybe there are banks that, you know, well I think back then it was probably the case. Maybe now, like you just let your bank know I'm going to such yeah. and such country, and they're like, cool, you can use your card there. Um, also, like I said, I would have brought more money out here, um, and I would have um, actually. I called myself trying to know people here before I came here. So I had like five friends maybe from university. But what I did was I like just kind of like got online, uh, like dating websites. And then I ended up like talking to a few people. And then two or three of those people ended up being people who like kind of showed me around a little bit. Because I told them, I don't, it's not like I'm looking to date. I'm moving to, this, mm. to, to Sydney. And like I just want someone to show me around. And one of those people actually ended up like we're still friends today. Hey, Jared, and um, like we we never dated anything, but it, he was here. He um, showed me around. He actually picked me up from the airport on my first day and showed me around. Um, so I think that was kind of good on my part. Yeah. And now I think in 2020, you could easily get on Tinder or something. Um, or if you didn't want to meet someone of the opposite sex, if you're a girl, get on Bumble BFF and you know match with girls in the country you want to go to matching sites are just as good oh yeah whoops <laughs> bumble bff yeah. is not paying me to say this neither is uh tinder so, so uh, yeah um, i think yeah. yeah having things like that is a great idea and, and like you say some of them are set up now where you don't have to have it on a, a dating setting so you yeah. can do it more for or you can use meetup yeah and I do have, I wasn't going to mention it, but I do have a meetup <laughs> group. So, you know, <laughs> like, I mean, this is something that I've started within the last three years. So this is after my third move to Sydney. And it has been helpful for women because it's only for women, uh, women moving to Sydney um, and not just from overseas, but other parts of Australia um, to meet new people and uh, you know get to know an area because we're, we're doing stuff at these meetups so if they've never been to Petersham which is where I do trivia you know now they're venturing into the NOS and maybe they were always in the, the eastern beaches or something like that Yeah. Um, so like using meetup and couch surfing are good ways to, to meet people as well and um, if I were to tell people 
you know, kind of what to do with their prep, I would say maybe include that in your prep, yeah. you know. Yeah, I think that's something. Do that's some social good. research. Yeah, I wish I'd done a bit more of that. Um, all right, so just finally, um, don't want to go on for too long. Um, those those final days, um, what was it like saying goodbye to people for the potentially the last time or the last time before you see them for a long time? Um, yeah. What What was that like? What was that process like? Um, so the first time around, that was like I think I, I was I got sad at the airport, um, but I was really excited, yeah. and I was always like double checking that I couldn't sleep weeks leading up to me leaving because I was just super excited. So the goodbyes were probably exciting goodbyes. And <laughs> maybe my family weren't as excited. Extended yeah. family were. They were very excited. But like my immediate family, my grandmother, like my mother, I don't know how my siblings felt. But um, when I got dropped off at the airport, um, I ended up crying. And I think no one really knew what to do. I think it was my youngest brother, my grandmother, and my mom and they kind of didn't really know what to do but they just kind of reassured me that it would be okay and i think it was kind of like you've already this is happening yeah, it's too late no turn yeah now. you can't really not go um the second time around i was much more excited to leave and so the goodbyes they were still excited goodbyes but i don't think my family knew that this was going to be like yeah this is not a see you later this oh, you've is been a back goodbye before, so maybe expecting you back again yeah so like i do go back and visit but once i left in 2014 mm-hmm. that was the last of me living in the states yeah and so yeah i mean i feel like your goodbyes were probably a bit different than my goodbyes um yeah yeah my, i mean i i kind of knew i was coming out here for good or, or for, certainly for a long time so um there was that um but yeah my 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 mum and dad sort and my brother came to the airport and um yeah very different ranges of emotions in my family so uh, <laughs> uh, very little <laughs> on the on the part of my dad just uh, some words of encouragement um and uh, and yeah just uh, balls of tears <laughs> from from my mum but she cried when i moved an hour down the road so yeah. it, that was to be expected i think that's a common mom reaction yeah, yeah i think so and um yeah, but I think it was yeah they knew it was a big step for me and I think they knew that I was wanting to do it so it wasn't um, yeah it wasn't a terrible goodbye but it's a it does it's one of those moments where it hits you that you're when you're sort of walking away and you're like oh it's going to be a while before I'm back here on these shores or see my parents house again or the house that you've lived yeah. in for so long and you know all these things and you think if I'm here for years I might never see that place again or yeah they might move or something you know so um when you're excited about a move you often don't think about that and mm. then when you're just about to do it you're like oh actually and then, you know, those last minute things I, I hadn't thought about that and um yeah so i think that last day was interesting but then it was a lot of excitement for me as well to get out here and see a place that i wanted to move to for so long um you know i come out here when i was on holiday in 16 and just thought the place was amazing um and uh, yeah i was just keen to sort of get that started so there was yeah, those two ranging emotions interjected with you know twenty six hour flight or whatever it was, um, mainly sleeping, and uh, trying not to go to the toilet because I was in a window seat and the two people next to me were sleeping. <laughs> oh, you know what? This is I don't know. I think this is something we can talk about because this is about like being on the plane and stuff. I actually I had a long journey as well coming from the east coast, um, having to take a flight to Atlanta before going anywhere. Um, I ended up. Uh, as soon as I got to LA, um, I ended up 
a guy that I met on the train when I was studying. So this would have been six years prior. A guy that I met on the train um, who, like, we just became friends on Facebook. He was actually leaving on the same flight that I was. So we ran into each other at the airport, realized we were both going to Sydney, realized we were on the same flight, and you know, leave at the same time and everything. And it was like, what are the chances that you end up like running into someone yeah. that you met randomly on a train in Sydney six years prior? And um, I feel like up until that point, I was very like, what am I doing? Yeah. And that kind of like calmed my nerves down a little bit. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's just a strain. Let's say it's one of those weird chance meetings, isn't it? And you guys are still friends today? We are. You, I think you met him. Yeah, you did. When we were at... Uh, that thing, that home base at oh, Split yeah, In, his yeah. name's Shamar. Shout out to Shamar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of the... And then, yeah, the tall, real tall dude. Obviously both still here as well, so it's... Yeah. Lasted. All right. Yeah. Um, so I think that's... We've covered our initial musings on moving and sort of why we did it and thoughts. Next time, next episode, we'll talk a bit more about those first few days and first few experiences. The arrival. The arrivals, everything <laughs> like that. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so in the meantime, if there's anything that you want us to talk about or anything that you want us to expand upon or any questions, any feedback, anything like that, you can catch us at our Instagram, which is at expat state of mind, or you can get us on our email, which is expat state of mind at gmail.com. Uh, all constructive criticism welcome. Uh, we'll try and leave any abuse yeah. for now. Um, but uh, yeah, like I say, if there's anything you want us to say, please do. Otherwise, thanks for listening this long and. Uh, Look forward to catching up with you guys again. Definitely. All right. Bye. Say bye, Tom. Say bye to the podcast. Bye. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Expat State of Mind. And don't forget, if you enjoyed the show, please like, comment, and subscribe. And until next time, look after yourselves. Thank you.